Now, Tony, we're going, we're going to do this in English. Okay. How are you surviving the lockdowns and the COVID-19 restrictions down there in Victoria? Do you know what? Um, surprisingly very good. Um, surprisingly okay. Um, I think when we look across the community, um, I'm one of the lucky ones who still um, can maintain a job, even though we're sort of working from home now in my industry. Um, but that's not the case for everybody. But um, we've had a lot of, I've been using a lot of coping strategies um, that have been shared at the community and it's been working very well. So um, doing, doing okay so far. Right. Uh, any news from the rest of the community with regards to the restrictions, for example, um, the ban on churches, uh, church gatherings and that kind of thing? Well, the exciting thing, um, I guess, in church and the community is that there are a lot of services who have now, um, they're doing online, they're, they're switching to online and embracing technology. Um, and that's been a very exciting thing to, exciting thing to see. Um, you'd, you'd almost sort of think, oh, you know, would our community be um, embracing technology as quickly ha- as, as they have? Um, you know, that's a question. But they've been doing fantastic. And I've been seeing just so many people um, sharing lives and being able to uh, join church gatherings um, uh, via online and via Skype and Zoom, um, and also being able to, to, to even tune into church gatherings uh, interstate and internationally, which has been great. There are a few churches from Samoa who are going live and also in, in from New Zealand. So that's another way of accessing it. And the community has been really great at, at, um, at adapting and evolving. So it's been fantastic. Maybe that's one of the advantages of all this. Um, when this is all hopefully eradicated or whatever, that um, some of our people will end up uh, di- having these new skills. For example, getting into the um, the digital world, online banking instead of um, you know cash. And um, <laughs> you know, it's it's yeah. a, it's a lot it's a lot harder to actually get rid of your cash if you know if you haven't got it in your pocket to give. <laughs> That's correct, and I think um, one of the things to also look at is yes, uh, people are being uh, are becoming a bit more um, you know, technology savvy, um, and at the, but at the same time, you know, I think I think everyone's really looking forward to, to seeing each other in person as well. There is nothing like being able to interact um, in person, and I think just being able to hug someone is a big thing for a lot of people. Even uh, for myself, definitely, I like to see an old, you know a good church friend and run up and give them a hug, you know, whatever, and that part's missing. But yes, um, after this, we may be able to sort of integrate um, maybe half in person and half online or use other mediums, so it'd be great. Now, you are our guest on Talanoa for this month of May. Um, Tony, <laughs> uh, let's start with um, a little bit of biography. Where were you born and um, where did you go to school? Well, this is a thing. So I'm a New Zealand-born Samoan, uh, raised in Samoa, but now living in Australia. So I was born in Auckland, New Zealand, um, raised a little bit in New Zealand, then Australia, um, and then my early 20s spent that in Samoa, and now just in a return to my early 30s. I'm still um, still a spring chicken, I guess. <laughs> 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 um, now, when you were in Samoa, you worked uh, for the government for a while. 
Where did you work? So I was working for the Tamil Tourism Authority, um, and so they were a, um, I guess, just a sub-organization of the, the, the Samoan government, a corporation. Um, and that was a fantastic um, opportunity, and it was really great. My first, I've never, ever, when I went to Samoa, was the first time moving there, and then being able to work in Samoa uh, was a totally different experience, and having um, the work life here is very different there. You can have five days off for a funeral and, and, and nobody bats an eyelid. So it was a great experience working for the government <laughs> and the different uh, yeah, work, um, I guess, dynamics. <laughs> and I guess at the time, I think um, the Prime Minister was the Minister of Tourism. Did you get to meet him? <laughs> Yes, that's correct. I got to meet him. Well, um, part of my role, I, think I was in the policy um, department and um, I worked closely with the CEO and we um, had regular meetings with um, the Prime Minister, especially our monthly sort of board meetings. And he's a really nice guy, like uh, really funny. And I think some people um, only see, you know, criticism against the Prime Minister, um, but he's actually a really nice person. And I've I'm, I'm sort of a little bit of a fan, um, so I know not many people would like me for saying that, but uh, I really like Stoi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying very hard to suppress a laughter yeah, here, but, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, I mean, my next question is, are you serious? <laughs> Uh, well, see, this is the thing, you know, I mean, when, uh, well, you know, uh, when, when, you know, media has to sell paper, papers and, you know, there's always, I mean, you know, it's, it, there's always an opinion on no matter what government, I mean, especially for the Simon government. Um, and, I mean, for me, I can only see what I've, I can only um, have an experience of how I've met him and uh, in person he's great. Yeah, a lot of things are questionable. As a person, um, a great man. As a prime minister, that's up for debate, I guess. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, Tony, you you are currently working with um, people with a disability and their families. Tony, yes. what's the clientele and um, what does that involve? So, uh, currently, sort of work with families, and a lot of it is to do with um, helping um, sort of people with a disability getting into employment, and and that's and having setting them up with services, and and, and um, I guess um, any address any barriers that they have. For me, it's really great because as much as I can work with the general population, being able to work with people with disabilities from Pacific Island background, um, it's a really special thing to be involved with. And um, there are a lot of community, Pacific Island community members out there who are doing amazing work and I get to work with them on a day-to-day basis and um, it's really, really enjoyable. Um, Australia is very lucky. There's really um, strong, like, Australian general, but Victoria specifically, very strong support systems in place for people with disability. Um, and uh, I, I just feel lucky to be working in that area and I really enjoy it. With the current climate of the NDIS, are you in, a, in, in any position to assist uh, Pacific Island families with a disability with this very, very complex um, yes. system of the NDIS? 
Definitely. So we, um, so we sort of, um, another part of the company that I work for runs an NDIS program. Um, we've, we've been very lucky, or I've been lucky to have, there are some one NDIS providers out there. Um, the difficulty for me is that they're not all, they don't cover all of um, the region that I work in. So there are, uh, so for, for example, there's a NDIS program called Lynette Care Services run by two Simon uh, women. Um, and when I have anyone that is trying to get onto NDIS or try to apply for NDIS with a Samoan or Pacific Island background, then I'd normally sort of refer and have, have meetings um, uh, with that agency. But there are Pacific, Pacific specific NDIS providers, and um, it would be great to give them a spotlight and to share a bit more about them. I can send through some details. <laughs> and it's getting them, uh, it's getting your clients um, into work. It's also um, getting your clients um, introduced to um, the various um, service providers, some of them specializing uh, in um, um, issues with um, um, people of um, cult background and um, yeah. like Samoans. Um, what yeah. about education? Does that involve um, also uh, getting them into educational programs and training? Well, it could do, definitely, because I guess with NDIS, um, initially when you're applying for or uh, when everyone is being assessed, we've got to always remember that um, saying disability is a very broad term and people are on different levels or on the spectrum and different needs. Um, and so if you do have a plan where, look, your need is social interaction or your need is um, around education or that might help towards um, addressing the barrier, then definitely a lot of things um, service providers can be, can, you can link it up to the applicable service um, and hopefully the whole NDIS plan, if it's done correctly, would sort of progress um, people depending on the different level uh, that they are on. So um, yes, definitely, um, education, work, um, just social support, definitely. You are also... Um um, managing uh, a social network on Facebook and other social media for an organization <laughs> called the Samoans in Melbourne. Uh, and you're yeah. the secretary of the Miss Samoa Victoria pageant. Um, so you are very much involved with the Samoan community down there in Melbourne. Oh, it's, it's exciting. And you know what? It's, 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 it's hard not to because we're very lucky in Victoria. There are so many great Samoan um, community organizations doing great work alongside already established community organizations, for example, churches and sport in the sport area. Um, but yes, definitely our social media group um, is just a way of everyone just staying in contact and knowing what businesses are out there, what services are out there. Um, and it's actually, you know, um, I say I, I, I monitor that, but the community really runs that and I'm just sort of there on the sidelines. Um, and my work for uh, Secretary for Miss Time of Victoria has been amazing, you know, um, focusing on women empowerment and um, supporting young women connect to their culture and celebrate their culture has been an amazing uh, journey so far. We're, we've been in and out for about our third year. Um, so it's really, really exciting. You're also the founder of uh, Pacifics. Tell us, what is Pacifics? 
Uh, yes, so Pacific X is a, a Pacific Island um, LGBTIQA plus organization. Um, and that was sort of set up for, because what I get to see across a lot of the work that I do in the community, there is, oh, there's hardly been a voice for this small little sector that sort of falls into the margins of different things. And it's our LGBTQIA uh, um, uh, sector, which is, um, when I say that they fall in between, you know, the cracks or between the things, I don't mean it that we're not included in anything, but I mean it as, um, as a group, there are specific sort of things that our group can work on um, uh, through the gender and, and, and sexuality. Um, and most importantly, if we work together, we can sort of help uh, remove some of these things where a lot of this sector of our community um, is facing a lot, a lot of mental health and a lot of extra issues that are sort of doubled because of the issues that they have with their gender and sexuality. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's been fantastic and it's a really, really great team. Well, you're going to have to actually um, um, try your hand out on this one, uh, on the Israel Folau um, issue. Do you agree with him? Where do you stand? I, uh, well, for me, I, I agree with um, the fact that there are Pacific Islanders who are, are Christian. A lot of our culture is around Christianity, and that's the reality. A lot of LGBTIQA plus people are also Christian. And so the issue that we have with Israel Falau, for me, um, the media, the Australian media has sort of blown it into proportion, but have always been, have brought it up during this debate around uh, marriage equality and then resurfaced again through uh, nitpicking at things, at sound bites that he does or things that he does out there. But the reality is, there are a lot of Christians with the same mentality as, as Israel Falau. Um, my only issue that I have with some of the things that he says is it, it's just very detrimental to some of those who are early in their gender or sexual sort of journey and finding out who they are to hear things like that from Pacific Islander or from a Tongan um, as Israel Falau um, can be damaging. But at the same time, these are why these organizations uh, like Pacific X and there are others around Australia where we help to build resilience and build um, sort of um, build up their armor because in, in life, there's always going to be backlash around who you are as your identity, not just your gender identity and your sexuality, but also your culture and where you fit in um, in the world. Also, your age um, and also if you've got a different disability, it all plays um, into the differences of how you sort of navigate this world. Um, and so for me, with Israel Falau, a normal Christian will say the things that he says, and that's never been, um, we've known that. But um, it's just the damaging parts that he does do, um, that, uh, that, that he causes. That's where the issue really is for me. But um, I know so many Israel Falaos in the community. <laughs> 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 okay, Tony, Tony, um, my last question is, uh, besides, obviously, a vaccine to eradicate uh, COVID-19, what two things would you most like to see in the world in the next 12 months? Yeah, uh, uh, how many things, uh, how two. many things, Your Honor? Two. two. Two things? Yeah. Okay. As I said, um, besides, besides obviously a vaccine to eradicate COVID-19, what yes. two other things would you most like to see in the world in the next 12 months? 
For, uh, number one, I think um, for me, after going through what we're going through right now, I hope to see more cohesion within the community, and I mean across different cultural backgrounds. Um, I, I believe that there is, but we need to start stepping out there and uh, working with other cultures and working with other types of people that we don't normally work with. And I think um, what we've found with this situation is that people are also connecting back to family. So that's number two. It's um, hoping that people find the strength of the power and the importance of being around and treating the people around you, your family um, or your friends or your chosen family um, with extra love. Um, Tony Fretton, for the Talanoa. Yes, thank you very much. Like, share, mafaali sa ufinangalo. Muli-muli ili SBS Samoan ili Facebook.